Hello beautiful friends. I am coming to you with a completely new podcast series. I do have a podcast series called My Medicine, which was inspired. I personally love psychedelics. Uh, really am only familiar with the psilocybin, but part of my medicine, I think, all of our experiences, our history, the things that we've gone through are our medicine. So that was kind of where my medicine came from, sharing more about specific topics and new things that I was learning. But in this series, I intend to be a lot more consistent. Something that I've been wanting to share for a, a really long time has been my personal diary, which I'm sure is uh, not something you typically hear, but I uh, I love to create content. I love to just be vulnerable, be myself. My whole thing is freedom. I help newly awakened souls break themselves free from societal pressure so that they can live an authentic and fulfilling life. So part of me living that authentic and fulfilling life and being free and being myself is sharing my diary and I hope that me sharing vulnerably helps other people know that they're not alone and helps others feel less lonely by finding connection with me whether you were in the physical together or not you know I remember when I was younger, I would binge watch YouTube. I was obsessed with YouTube and YouTubers and just seeing how other people live their lives and being vulnerable and being open and kind of just living this life that not a lot of people do, you know? I was an accountant about a year ago. I was living my 9-to-5 life and realized that it really wasn't for me. I convinced myself so much that it was for me, though, but ultimately realized that it was this hamster wheel that I needed to get off of. So I have since quit. My job now is I am a confidence coach, and I help women break themselves free from societal expectations so that they can live that authentic and fulfilling life and be free. Be free to be themselves and live life for themselves because at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves anyway. So me also sharing my diary is a is like the ultimate act of self-love to me. To me, self-love is sharing my thoughts, my feelings, even if it makes others feel uncomfortable. It's me putting my truth ahead of everything else. And if people don't like it, it is what it is. I kind of do social media in a different way. I love to be vulnerable. I am not afraid to look foolish. I just love being myself and showing up as myself but the thing is on social media I do not look at I don't pay much attention to likes I don't pay attention to who 
views my stories. I kind of just post and I'm only on social media when I am posting. So there's not a lot of time for me to be worried about other people's validation so that I can actually post authentically and it's not going to be controlled by my worry of how other people perceive me. I just don't fucking care Uh, because I know that the people who gravitate towards me are the ones that I that are ready for me. They're ready to dive deep and go on this journey this this journey and then if people are turned off that just shows me that we're not ready for each other and hopefully one day we will be but I am going to get into this this is my first diary uh, I actually did it on these notes that uh, we would use as accountants and I was still an accountant at this time. This starts April 17th, 2021. So over, oh, it's 1017 now. So a year and a half ago to the day. That's pretty cool. So I don't know if I'm going to actually read from this because it includes names, which I actually use code names. I'm going to be providing context as well. And being able to read it easily is important to the flow and my keys going crazy right now and uh, important for the flow and important to read it honestly because my handwriting my handwriting has gotten better I promise you that but back then I was just getting into it and actually I'm going to talk about my inspiration for journaling and the original reason why I started journaling. And I remember I stumbled across my 8th grade when I was in... No, I must have been in 10th grade. In 10th grade, I did this little... This little comic strip of how my day went. So instead of kind of describing how my day went, I did a comic strip and... It kind of shows you how my day went. And I was obsessed with this boy who ended up being my boyfriend. Uh, Not together anymore, but uh, it's it's just a funny little thing. And it shows you where my priorities were. And it's just a little snapshot of like what a day in the life of a 10th grader was for me. And I loved that idea. Because I obviously can't remember everything. And I love the idea of a journal being a time capsule. And helps me remember like who I am, where I came from. And helps me remember certain things in my life. So the reason that I did it was more so for documentation versus self-reflection. But as it it turns out, I have been using it a lot for self-reflection and has been an integral part of my journey and it's something I'm really really excited to share so let me pull it up and we'll get into it so April 17th 2021 I will be using code names and I'm also going to be inserting uh, little tidbits 
and context in case the written form is not enough. Alrighty. I still want to see my face. Okay. Here we go. So, my diary. Uh, apparently, I need to change the grammar and punctuation on this. Uh, but this is from Saturday, April 17th, 2021. And this is actually the one of the biggest revelations that I've had. And it marks the beginning of my healing journey because I took some mushrooms and this trip absolutely changed my life, gave me a completely new perspective and this was a powerful one. So let's get into it. Uh, my partner's name is Cameron as well, by the way, for more context. Cameron, Zach, and I took one and a half grams at 11.18 a.m. Saturday, April 17th, 2021. Zach is a codename for a friend who is a mutual friend of me and Cameron's, but originally a friend of Cameron's. And then I started to really understand him and we, we just got along so well, especially after going on uh, these trips together, which this is the very first one that we did go on together. Uh, this is kind of the beginning of like this beautiful friendship that I have with this friend. Okay, I'm continuing now. We took with two tablets of lion's mane and OJ to lessen the potent taste. So lion's mane is a really important supplement, I think, especially for consuming psilocybin. I think it helps reprogram, like rebuild neurons and pathways in the brain. So highly recommend. I read Amanda's note beforehand to everyone and we proceeded to the basement to play, start playing munchkin. So Amanda is this person. Okay, so this episode is going to be a lot of context. And you're going to be seeing Amanda's name throughout this whole this whole series because Amanda is actually the person that introduced me to the psilocybin and also gave me this beautiful beautiful note. I have it I have it over here uh, that I retyped in calligraphy. And this note, I think, along with taking the psilocybin, this note sets the intentions for the trip. And I think is one of the huge factors in why I am the way that I am now. So, I'm going to read the note. We give thanks to the spirit of the mushrooms. We pray for healing, for understanding of oneness, for love, for compassion, for peace, and for joy that we may walk this glorious earth helping those to remember who they are, that we continue to remember who we are, so we may walk in a good way, bringing healing to ourselves and all those we encounter. We honor you and we appreciate you. So that is the note that I would read before every single trip, not technically my first trip because they weren't mushrooms that Amanda gave me, it was someone else. But ever since meeting Amanda in this incredibly serendipitous way, which I may show you or share another in another episode, 
has really, you know, been the driving force of my healing journey and kickstarted everything. And the rest is history, you know. <laughs> okay, about 15 minutes in, we started to feel a little wonky. Looking at the basement tapestries, flowers were breathing, changing colors, contracting and expanding. Everything was breathing. We then felt compelled to go outside after feeling the sensation. Is this really happening? Am I alive? Am I actually tripping? Yes. And that is exactly what I was thinking to myself. Like, holy shit. What have I gotten myself into? I grabbed my yellow striped beach chair, my pastel drug rug, which I don't know if that is, uh, if that's appropriate anymore. This, this sweater that I got in Mexico. And I apologize for previous Lizzie's ignorance there. Nice slides. <laughs> And made our way to Ernie, our oak tree, that protected us during our pri prior trip. So Ernie was an oak tree that my friend had named. And we were watching and admiring all the trees swaying, breathing, branches moving, the snow on the ground. It snowed surprisingly about six inches the day, the day prior and is still on the ground. So what was really cool about this was that it did snow snowed the the day before and we were originally going to postpone this trip but I didn't want to and we decided to go outside anyway even though the snow was <laughs> all over the ground but it's a crazy thing so if anybody has experienced snow uh, somehow the snow and below the trees there was these patches around the trees that there was no snow around. So I don't really know what the science is behind that, but it was incredible and perfect. And I'm sure I'm going to mention it, but the snow, like Ernie, saved us a patch of grass so that we could be comfortable and not in the snow. We sat in a circle triad, staring at the trees and the small patch of snowless land that Ernie had saved us. We were all watching slash admiring the trees swaying, breathing, branches moving, and the snow on the ground. And the snowless patch that showed, up, showed the life underneath. As the nausea increased, almost unbearable, I felt the need to close my eyes as protection. Seeing various colors, not unlike psychedelic posters you would see from the 70s my mind racing i was starting to feel cold at the time of walking out to ernie i was sloshing in the four inches of snow with my slides had no effect that had no effect on my body temperature my slides were wet i was previously enjoying the land with bare feet now i get it i i didn't understand why it was so great to put bare feet on the ground, but this is a little bit of a connection there. But the cold would soon overtake my body. Cameron fetched me my Target snow boots and gray fuzzy blanket my granny got us. I felt much better. I went to go pee by the shed, feeling very dissociated and separated from my body, wondering how people on mushrooms can be connected to their physical shell. 
yeah, going to the bathroom and human bodily functions are like not a thing. They're, it's just super, you can understand how much more challenging it is to be a human when, when on the mushrooms, tell you that much. I came back feeling very weak every time I was walking really. I needed to continue to close my eyes. The surroundings were too much to handle. I wrapped in my blanket for comfort, occasionally opening my eyes to make sure the guys were still okay. I announced I feel like I could die. Not because of joy, I felt like I was at the point of, okay, I could see myself in a hospital dying right now. Death. And when I say dying, I truly, truly mean it. It felt like it. I was like, oh my god, I feel like I could totally die right now. Not the most fun feeling in the world. The cold was increasing. I couldn't handle it. It also started to rain as a sign of, okay, y'all, <laughs> y'all need to get inside. I needed to be in the darkest, most comfortable position for my body, especially at the time, fetal position. Wrapped in my blanket, pressed against my red-weighted blanket on the couch in the basement, I continued to close my eyes. The music was still playing. This wasn't making my situation better. I turned it off and proceeded to spend the most time I ever have eyes shut just thinking about questions and answering them in my head so a part of the mushrooms and the psychedelics i think i think it's important to go in with questions because any questions that you ever have are going to be answered on the mushrooms so i am going to share what what came out of this for me and we'll see how it goes but I was basically in the basement uh, by myself while the guys were upstairs and I just really needed alone time because I was feeling so uncomfortable. Realization was hitting me hard. This still seeing the psychedelic colors and patterns, it was very, very uncomfortable. I thought, when will this end? It's almost unbearable, but needed to be by myself. I was close to suggesting I want my mom, but stuck it out thinking in no particular order. Okay, so this part I was like, oh my gosh, I want my mom. And I love my mom, uh, but I don't think that she would have necessarily been any help if I had called her and I was on the mushrooms. She'd probably be uh, adding a lot more stress to the situation <laughs> than I already needed. So I'm glad that I didn't do that. But I'm going to share the revelations that came to me during this and really, really had a huge impact on, on me forever at this point. And also, I want to say that when I was in the basement, I don't say excuse me for bodily functions. Okay, when I was in the basement, I was wrapped up in my blanket Weighted blanket is really, really important, I think, for tripping. But I was wrapped in my blanket, not unlike a cocoon, and feeling the very uncomfortable growing pains and sensations in my body. The nausea was unreal. After this, I would try and do absolutely everything I could to avoid the nausea. Uh, but these are the revelations that I've had. And I'm going to continue. 
Okay. And this is in no particular order because I didn't remember everything that was happening. Okay, the first thing. It is ridiculous to think I need to read, read certain books in order to be pregnant, a prereq I had previously. I am ready and I know the time will come. Not now, but I will be ready. So, pregnancy, I was talking with my friend about this, um, who is a mom, and how you can think that there's so much to prepare for before you have a baby. There's so much to do. And in this phase of my life, I was like, kind of getting into my baby phase and wanting a baby and uh that was just one one part of it and kind of shows you where what I was thinking where my head was at at this point in time all right the second revelation I am whole all of the validation and reassurance is within me I am all I need I am a strong vulnerable powerful woman and I can handle anything I can handle being in the Cape Cod household I felt indestructible even after feeling so vulnerable before. All right. So this is a key part to being on the mushrooms is that it makes me feel whole. It makes me feel complete. It makes me feel like I need nothing else in this world and everything that I ever need is within me. And this is very, very true. This is true for everyone, not just me, is that all of the answers that anybody ever needs is completely within them. And when I say that I can handle being in the Cape Cod household, my dad and my stepmom are in the Cape. My dad has lived in the Cape for what seems for a very long time. And I would go back and forth to visit my dad. He would come and pick me up two and a half hours away in Connecticut. And... Um, after this at this point in time where I'm reading it we're not really talking even right now right now for me reading my entry I'm not talking to my father and there are many reasons that that is the case uh, I didn't really understand what abuse was I didn't really understand that it could happen to me at all I thought I was one of the lucky ones that got away but kind of learning more about it and sharing my perspectives with other people other people would be like yeah that shit's not normal that shit's not okay and uh have gone through a lot of traumatizing experiences which may be uh saved for another day but in that moment when I was tripping I felt so powerful that I could handle anything and handling anything even being around my my family who they are the humans on this earth that trigger me the most so that was how I was feeling in, in the moment even though I was feeling so weak before okay another revelation I have so much love to give my purpose on this earth is to help others specifically women with shrooms finding their purpose empowering them which has left me at a crossroads between my current unfulfilling yet stable job with one more fulfilling and world-changing. This goes hand-in-hand hand with wanting siblings my whole life, since being an only child is so difficult, getting all of the wrath from each parent solo. The two most important people I need to be there for are my wishes. Alright, more context. So, 
I would grow up watching movies of these big happy families. Cupid by the Dozen is one that sticks out to me and I would watch that on repeat. And being an only child has been really, really lonely, especially the only child of two single parents because I would get the wrath from both parents. I lived with my mom full time and she worked from home for most of it and a lot of the stress, which was a lot, a lot of the stress from work would be directed towards me because I was around. I was just always around and my mom didn't necessarily know how to regulate her emotions or keep that separate and was trying her best but a lot of that stuff would be going towards me and I would just be subject to whatever mood she was in that day and usually it wasn't great and then my dad uh someone who very much expresses and leans into anger but in a very scary way it would just be me and him and sometimes my father can be the most reasonable person in the world sometimes he can be the least reasonable person in the world and both parents were just so unpredictable that I didn't know I didn't know what I was getting each day and I just wish that I had 11 other siblings to kind of take the take all of that stuff off of my plate and I could feel less lonely and know that like I'm not the only one going through this but I was and I actually wished for siblings my whole entire life and at at age at my age uh when I was 20 years old I had a sister she is 20 years her due date was 20 years before my due date to the day and I also have a sibling a brother so my sister is almost seven and my brother is three and uh, part of why I'm not in their lives anymore is because I don't want to enable that behavior I never want to make it seem like it's okay because I don't want my siblings to have to deal with the same things that I did so part of me kind of distancing myself is is to protect them and to be the change that I want to see and kind of like a nod to them that you don't have to fucking deal with this you know obviously they kind of do but when they're older and they just know that there's a sister there's a sibling that deeply deeply cares about them and is there for them no matter what but is not okay with the way that she was treated and I don't want anybody to feel like they deserve it especially them so that's part of the context for that okay next revelation I can't be worrying about everyone around me as a woman energy nurturing figure while I was experiencing experiencing this rebirth I learned I worry so much for everyone around me too much I need to focus on myself and trust that the other two have got this whatever happens will be fine and great I need to trust in others and relinquish that control which is too much to bear 
specifically was worried about them burning down the house but had to trust them and follow my journey so some context for this is that i was down in the basement tripping my balls off (laughs) and uh, zach and cameron zach didn't really feel it as much because i think he required a larger dose and I think Cameron was feeling it. So they were upstairs and uh, Zach had brought over these wings and was going to heat them up in the oven. And I was in the basement. I was so nervous. I was terrified that like one of my fears is like burning down the house. And in the basement, I was worrying about everything. And I noticed my brain doing this anyways when it's relaxed because it's so used to being in this fear-based state it looks for things to worry about and one of the things that it was looking to worry about was them burning down the house and not being able to know how to use the oven (laughs) because they're both tripping right and I'm assuming that they're both feeling the same way that I am which I would not have trusted myself to use the oven so I was kind of projecting that onto them and feeling a lot of worry. And then I was like, wait a second. It's not my responsibility. I'm not responsible for those people. I'm only responsible for myself. And to surrender, this was a huge lesson of surrendering and just trusting. Like, it's such a big burden to bear to worry about all of these people around me. Oh my God. And to think that everything is in my con- is in my control is it's intense. So in that moment, I kind of surrendered, and that's when the trip was took a turn for the better. And I was starting to really enjoy my time. Was when I surrendered. So that's kind of a key for any stage of life, whether one is tripping or not. <laughs> but has was a really important lesson for me to learn. Alright, I'm going to continue reading. I believe shortly after this rebirth, which the rebirth is real, I fully died and was reborn in the basement in this cocoon that I had. And I was emerging from my cocoon, which was my gray blanket my granny gave me. Thank you, granny. And I'm telling you, the the cocoon process and being formed and stuff and oh it's so uncomfortable but I was coming upstairs from the basement and I remember seeing like it was so bright upstairs and I felt like I was being reborn as I was walking up these stairs (laughs) and uh kind of being reborn as like my own mom and I remember going to the bathroom and just seeing the light as I was going upstairs was insane and was really symbolic of the rebirth and you know at this point I was spreading my wings and was in my butterfly mode ready to converse and share all of my revelations with my friends so went upstairs the world was much brighter than I imagined seeing everything in a whole new light figuratively and literally The guys were doing okay. I went to pee. I laid on the green couch watching Zach eat wings. Cameron went to lie down. 
so Cameron was I think he was relieved that I came upstairs because he felt an obligation to be around Zach uh, even though he was feeling pretty shitty himself he actually had his own journey and was really turned off by psilocybin uh, during this trip because he also was eating the wings because he didn't want Zach to be alone eating the wings and like he the sauce was like going into his fingers and kind of it was just not a positive experience so Cameron went to lie down I was staring at Zach crying about how beautiful though it's not the best to stare at someone eating bones it was beautiful so I'm watching Zach eating these wings and I he's so comfortable he's just so comfortable something that I really I love to host and when I host I want people who are there to be comfortable I want them to feel like they can it's it's their home too you know what I mean and I know at least for myself when I go to different houses I'm not as comfortable to eat uh, I think it's just because it's a new energy and I feel a little too nervous and anxious to eat so when I was watching Zach eating these wings which I mean for a normal person not not watching eating wings specifically is like disgusting <laughs> uh because they're bones and it's chicken and it's like slurping and all of that stuff but when I was watching him do it I was I was literally crying and staring at him <laughs> because I thought it was so beautiful that he was so comfortable and it it really I think I was taking it personally and that I felt I felt like I did my job right and that I helped him feel relaxed and at peace and comfortable in my home in order to like eat these wings solo so I thought it was amazing okay I'm continuing now it could have been because of his level of comfortability in our house and co or comfortability with us I'm not sure he moved to the nest chair and I proceeded to tell him about my experience death rebirth also my gray blanket was my fetus or womb the red tufted fur on the weighted blanket was my guide. It literally was. So I saw a little guy, like a really little guy, on my weighted blanket in the tufts of the fur. And he was definitely like my little inner cheerleader saying, you got this, you are strong, you are amazing. Hold on, keep going. And it was, it was awesome. Okay, continue. Anyways... I was telling Zach about my experience. One thing to know, I was bringing up the topic of polygamy, a topic that made me feel incredibly uncomfortable when Haley brought it up. So, again, that serendipitous meeting I want to share for another day. Uh, we were all at this bonfire and I met all of these new friends and they were talking about polygamy. And I have never entertained that idea before this day. And it made me feel very uncomfortable because I know how faithful Cameron is and I know his past and uh, his parents' divorce and cheating is just something that is a no-no-no. Uh, I mean, it's a no for, I think lying uh, is, is ultimately the worst thing ever, 
but worst thing ever as in like if polygamy was you know an agreement between people but I was talking about how uncomfortable it had made me because usually nothing makes me feel uncomfortable but this conversation really did so because I felt like I couldn't share it with Cameron I shared it with my friend Zach okay and also the revelation that I had was that like I have a lot of love to give so I think that is kind of part of that of the polygamy talk but I didn't get into that as much in this journal entry okay continuing about having a lot of love to give in a platonic way wanting the best for all of my friends and everyone really however that I feel terrible about dreaming of other suitors since I know how devoted my partner is so interjecting here I and I still do I dream of other men and it's not be and women honestly but the thing is is that I don't lucid dream necessarily about other people it's just it just happens but would feel so sad because even I'll ask Cameron like do you have any celebrity crushes and he won't tell me anything you know at this point he wouldn't tell me anything he'd say you are the only person in the world for me and like I have a big heart and I I see the beauty in everybody so we're kind of on different pages at this point on that and I, f I just felt really guilty for thinking and seeing the beauty in other humans. So this is part of that. And also this, continuing. My biggest fear is doing something to jeopardize my relationship with Cameron and losing the best person I've ever met. Realizing the dreams are nightmares and feeling terrible after I wake. Because uh, that was another part of it was that I really didn't trust myself. I had a hard time trusting myself I had a hard time believing that I wouldn't mess it up because of some of the self-sabotaging tendencies I can have or I did have more so back then and was just afraid that I was going to do something to fuck it up because I really didn't want to lose this relationship okay Zach reassuring me I can only do the best that I can that I need to stop worrying and put all of that and putting all that pressure on myself. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. I was telling them about my other realizations. So Cameron joined at this point. Getting incredibly emotional and feeling like a new person. Being very much in the moment. After chatting, we go outside. The snow is completely gone. Because of the rain happened, the snow was all gone. There was a lot of snow beforehand. But now it was all gone. The light shone through the clouds. Circles of earth around the trees. The snow already practically gone. We took a few hits of a uh, joint. I feel very faint. And we go inside for a breather. And then because my house was right down the street from Ashford Dairy Bar, which they had yummy food, yummy ice cream, all of that stuff. We all walked down to Ashford Dairy Bar. And that was the first time walking there for me. And... I had noticed things on that walk that I never had before and we ended up having wonderful foods and uh, I love after a good trip rewarding myself with yummy yummy foods and 
yeah, just taking it easy and rewarding myself for doing the hard work because uh, it was not easy. That that trip was not easy for me, but that is the end of my first entry. That is the end of the first entry that b- marks the beginning of my healing journey. Next week, I'm going to share about some other things that will probably be even more dramatic next week, but... Uh, this is really cool and I hope I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope you enjoy the new sound system I upgraded and may or may not have had this mic for almost two years, but we're here and yeah, I plan on doing this at least once every two weeks, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try for once a week posting on this podcast series open book with Lizzie B and her diary and if you do not want to wait until next week you can go to my patreon patreon.com slash Lizzie B diaries and go ahead and read entries there I post new ones every week four new ones every week and you can catch up if you want to read along with me sharing you can also do that by being a patron I am coming out with a new coaching program, which I'm going to help. I kind of talked about it earlier, but I'm helping newly spiritual women break free from societal pressures so they can live a fulfilling and authentic life. It is a transformation. I share my own transformation of how uh, I just was a cog in the machine and I realized that it wasn't for me anymore and want to have a container a safe container for women to realize what they really want and step into their power and be confident and know that they have all the answers so keep an eye out for that Uh, if you want remember you know this video the video version will be on YouTube and the audio version will be wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I post the most frequent on there and Facebook. My Instagram is Lizzie B Loved. L-I-Z-Z-I-E-B-E-E Loved. And yeah, this was really fun. I hope you enjoy. It's gonna get better. I have many more mushroom stories. I share I mean, the most vulnerable that I have, I am definitely testing myself. And there is going to be much more juice coming up, for sure. And I'm excited to share. I hope that you are able to see some of yourself in in these stories and know that you are not alone on this journey. And uh, you are very, very special. And we need you here. And... I hope that my my vulnerability and my story inspires others to share their stories as well. And I think storytelling is a beautiful way that we can connect and know that we're not alone. Because this living journey can be challenging, for sure. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. Sending you all so much love, always and forever. And keep an eye out for the next episode, and I will talk to you later. Love you, friends.